Blog Talk Radio. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. It's Tuesday night, and it's 7.30 p.m., everyone. It's time for your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thorne. The acclaimed news talk program has earned a reputation as a high-quality example of digital journalism. We deliver the conversations you want to hear about the news defining our time. You can expect expert and celebrity guests weekly. This popular show is the recipient of the Bold Award in Journalism and has the We Day Excellency in Journalism Award. Let's bring in our on-air host, the one and only Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am excited and honored that you are on with us this Tuesday night. It's the very first Tuesday in the fabulous month of February. It's February the 2nd, 2016, and you're listening live to Let's Talk America Radio, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, everyone. Thanks for being on with us. You should know that this national show literally is for everyone. We exclude no one. It's for every single member of your household. We're bringing quality news talk to you that matters. We cover those top trending topics uh, that you're talking about at work or with your family or in the gym, okay? So we address it. We bring in experts, celebrity guests every week to take on the issue head on because I'm no expert in the variety or various topics or issues that we discuss, but we go out and seek those that are. And tonight we have a very timely topic for you. We're talking about entertainer Bill Cosby. Many of you know he's been in the news really over the last past year because there have been some very serious allegations of sexual assault brought towards him. We're going to talk about all that and more tonight. I am no expert again at this topic, but I do have acclaimed research psychologist, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. She joins us. She's going to talk about every aspect of the allegations, okay? We're going to talk about Bill Cosby. We're also going to talk about the alleged victims. And I also have popular pop culture commentator Lisa Durden. She joins us again on the show. She's going to talk about her perspective of Bill Cosby. And we're also going to sneak in the Oscars tonight, okay? So do stay with us. Hey, it's Tuesday night. Message all of your family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors and let them know that Let's Talk America Radio is on right now. I will kindly ask you to hashtag LTA Radio, LTA Radio, on the uh, various social media outlets out there. If you're scrolling down and looking at photographs on Instagram or if you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, going through your news feed, again, hashtag LTA Radio. Let others know that you are tuned in to your family radio talk show live right now, okay? It makes all of the difference. We are excited to kick off this show tonight. It is a controversial topic for many, but it's one that's timely. And again, we tackle the news topics that are going on right now in our nation and around the world. You know, we have our signature segment in the 
news. And tonight on In the News, we're going to talk about the Iowa caucus. We're also going to talk about Flint, Michigan, and so much more. You have to stay with us. Hey, grab the kids and allow them to listen in right now also because, of course, this is talk radio for everyone, for the community. Well, Let's Talk America Radio is set to kick it off tonight. Again, it's Tuesday, February the 2nd, 2016. Let's get it ready. Message family, friends, everyone. LTA Radio is in your ear. We're live now. Let's get it. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Hi, this is Pop Culture Correspondent Diana Vega in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio Show. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. Welcome back. We certainly appreciate all of our national partners and sponsors of the show, Let's Talk America. The support is truly priceless. And I'd also be remiss if I did not thank, give a special thanks to our weekly dedicated loyal listeners every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You find a way to tune in, and we are very grateful and thankful for that. Your support is everything. We thank you for sharing the show with family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors. We've had some great success, and we know it takes a team effort. Everyone has been on deck. All hands have been on deck. And thank you for sharing the show. Continue to share the show's platform, which, of course, is that quality journalism, digital journalism. It's getting out information for you to make the best decision, okay? So I rarely offer my opinion. It's up to you, but we do our best at providing the expert guests to provide as much information as possible so you're aware of the monumental amount of issues and problems going on in our society today. All right, everyone, continue to stick with us. We certainly want you on board with us. Hey, and I would also encourage you to check out our website. Please visit www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. There you'll find some great information. Information uh, about me, also about the show's platform, our upcoming guests, upcoming topics, also more information on our national partners and sponsors. So uh, go visit the website. It's pretty neat. It's easy to navigate. I think you're going to like it. Well, everyone, if you've listened to the show before, you know that it's about that time. It's in the news. That's our signature segment where we highlight the top trending in global news that matters to you. Now, if this is your very first time tuning in, we 
thank you. We welcome you. And hopefully you'll join us again next week. Same time, same place. We air live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? And I also uh, would be completely remiss if I did not thank those who go back and listen to the show, the replay podcast episodes on the various outlets you can. I know iTunes is a very popular one. Thank you for everyone going on iTunes. And if you missed the episode live, you go back and find a way to listen to it. And also, uh, we know there are those who get an opportunity to listen to a few minutes or half the show when you also go back to catch the entire show. So there are a number of ways to do that, but iTunes is one popular one. If you visit the website, again, our website, which is www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com, you can also find the episodes there, okay? So catch up on all of your episodes of LTA Radio anytime, perhaps when you're on a long-distance trip or if you're on your way commuting to work, all right? So just check us out. We gladly appreciate the support. Well, it's In the News time, and just a friendly reminder, the televised edition of In the News airs with SCB-TV Channel 182 out of Georgia. Okay, we are, we're excited to be on board of that collaboration to bring you the televised edition, okay? Right now, we're set to kick it off for the radio edition of In the News. Tragedy in Nigeria. Members of the radical Islamic group Boko Haram are being accused of burning children alive as part of an attack in Nigeria that killed at least 86 people. The reported incident occurred Saturday night in the village of Deloria in northeastern Nigeria. Now, two nearby camps housing over 20,000 people who had fled Boko Haram were also attacked. The Associated Press has said it spoke to a survivor who observed Boko Haram extremist firebomb huts housing children. A soldier at the scene told the Associated Press that three female suicide bombers blew themselves up as part of the assault, but there was limited information about the sequence of events that led to the deaths of the children. In the news, February marks recognition. U.S. President Barack Obama recently issued the 40th Presidential Proclamation for Black History Month. The first was issued by Gerald Ford in 1976 after the Association for the Study of African American Life and History expanded Black History Week to a full month. President Obama has said that Americans should not only reflect on the sacrifices and contributions made by generations of African Americans, but also address the inequalities and injustices that linger. In the news, World Health Scare. The World Health Organization held an emergency meeting this past Monday to discuss the Zika virus, which the organization has said is spreading explosively throughout South America. Now, the World Health Organization did classify Zika outbreak as a public health emergency of international concern, which would require a coordinated and strategic global response. Health officials had been concerned about a link between the virus and a spike in cases of birth defects in which babies are born with unusually small skulls and incomplete brain development. In the news, Iowa caucuses kick off nomination season. For about a year now, presidential hopefuls have crisscrossed Iowa and the nation, greeting voters and making speeches. Iowans held their caucus this past Monday night. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton led in the polls over the past weekend. The Iowa caucus does start the nomination process. The New Hampshire primary is up next for both Democrats and Republicans. And, of course, here on Let's Talk America Radio, we will keep you up to date with all of those results. And finally, in the news tonight. 
we are going to revisit Flint, Michigan. You remember last week uh, in our In the News segment, we did discuss, of course, the uh, chaotic situation, the chaotic incident going on in Flint with tap water affecting um, maybe now hundreds of children, making them Now, I'm no expert on uh, any of this, emergency situations of this sort, but uh, Let's Talk America did have the opportunity to have an exclusive one-on-one interview with Dr. Michael Brown. He is an emergency management expert and consultant. He's going to share information on Flint and so much more. Stay with us. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, as you know, we're in the news, and we are talking about Flint, Michigan. Unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know that there is an issue, a major issue, with the water supply in Flint, Michigan. I'm no expert at any of this uh, by any stretch of the means, but I have a gentleman on with me who has spent time studying, observing all this and more. I have with me the one and only Dr. Michael Brown. He is the president of a Policy Institute, better known as a think tank uh, by many of us, out of Atlanta, Georgia. His background is in the military. I can go on and on, but he has a doctorate in emergency management. He's on Let's Talk America tonight. Welcome to Let's Talk America, Dr. Brown. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are excited to have you on. Now, let's talk about uh, the facts. Where are we right now with Flint, Michigan? Well, um, I've been kind of following it from a distance, of course. I'm not on the ground there. I've been kind of watching it, and there seems to be a little bit of um, angst with the uh, with the state government in that uh, they're wanting the federal government to provide uh, more, uh, more. They were expecting more um, uh, support, and uh, the president has uh, has given them a an emergency disaster order declaration. And I think uh, the governor and the state are desirous of having uh, uh, more um, resources given to them uh, for this issue. I think what's happened is that all the money that has been mentioned, $100 million recently just for the health care of the the babies and the children that are in that city, and that's not even talking about trying to correct the infrastructure of which they have absolutely no location of where all of the lead pipes are. this is turning out to be a really, really large issue that is uh, beyond uh, their, the state's capacity. They're looking at, I last year I heard about $11 million in perhaps aid and also uh, advice and expertise under this current declaration. And so they're, they're feeling the angst right now. No, Dr. Brown, what we know is at least 100 kids have uh, actually come down sick from the lead that was in a water supply. That's what we know. There are pediatricians that believe there are more. Now, right now, listening to us live in the States and abroad, are those individuals saying, is this just a problem in Flint, Michigan, or could this literally uh, by chance happen in any city? I mean, we want to believe, um, unfortunately, it shouldn't have happened anywhere, but to a certain degree, this is isolated. Um, You're a guy who has a doctorate in emergency management. Uh, Could this possibly happen anywhere? It already is happening. Sebring, the same situation is in Sebring, Ohio, where there's a population of approximately 8,000 people. And I was just looking because I was kind of curious when I heard that um, I was being on the show. I started looking around. I was kind of curious. And it looks as though um, in other cities, there are the same problem exists. Uh, Sebring, Ohio popped up. If you Google it and look at it, you'll see that they also have been identified as having a drinking water issue. Um, 
there are other locations around the country. Um, they are saying uh, there's an estimate of up to 7.3 million lead service lines in the United States, uh, according to the EPA. Wow. Of which uh, approximately 10,000. There, there were a little more than that in the, in the 1980s, but it's about 7 million. So what I would say is this. If there's any suspicion within your community at all that there may be something going on, it's you can check with your uh, environmental, your Department of Environmental uh, Quality for the state. Yeah. Uh, your Health and Human Services for the state, and you can ask these questions. The problem is that a lot of times people aren't even aware that maybe within their own areas they may be susceptible to these types of hazards. And be completely unaware of it. I mean, give you an example. Look at this uh, this Zika that's coming up. There are no symptoms with Zika at all, and wow. you don't know it until after something has occurred. And they're trying to make a leak now with uh, pregnant women. Yeah. Well, with this with the water lines, uh, they they are using um, uh, certain chemicals in the uh, in the water, and what that does is that stops the corrosion of the lead. Well, if that's not being done at certain levels, according to the Federal Safe and Drinking Water Act, which requires it, then you're going to have an issue. Uh, and that, that's the problem, a lack of proactive uh, of, um, action on not only the community's part by asking questions and holding their, their uh, policymakers and decision makers, holding their feet to the fire and saying, look, I have a question, I need a stern answer. Because it goes beyond just this water issue. But there are other communities, particularly vulnerable communities and marginalized communities, where you'll find uh, social economic disparities, um, uh, African-American, poor, white, Hispanics. You may find a lot of this type of infrastructure failure. Before you leave us on this special edition of In the News this Tuesday night, we have with us the one and only Dr. Michael Brown on. Again, he's president of a policy institute, or a think tank, rather, out of Atlanta, Georgia. His background is military, so much more. Um, but he has a doctorate and has spent years studying emergency management. Dr. Brown, you know there are those listening right now out of Tampa, Florida, or out of Sumter, South Carolina, that's saying, okay, we see the issue. It can be scary, but hopefully we've got everything in system with our infrastructure where we are. But if not, if an emergency happens, and we know literally it can happen anyway, not just with the water supply, it could be a hurricane or tornado. You know, very quickly before we get out of here, what would be your best advice to that average citizen? Uh, you know, they don't have a background in the military, Dr. Brown, but they want to survive. They want to protect their family. What's the best piece of advice you could give them right now? Uh, well, the, 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 the broader sense is the vote. Okay. <laughs> do, not, do not put people in office that do not understand your environment, your situation, your context. That is the main thing. Put people in office that know what's going on in your community. Yeah. And then there's know what's going on with your, there are CERT programs, which is a community uh, emergency response teams. Get involved in that. Get to know your emergency manager um, within your uh, uh, area. Uh, get involved in your neighborhoods because resilience in the community start at the home level in your homes, and then they start with your community. You are your brother's keeper. Know what's going on in your community. Know the elderly. Know the persons that have disabilities within your community because you can offer a hand. But be responsible 
uh, an election in uh, uh, Flint, by the way. And hopefully those new elected officials will take it upon themselves to be the voice in the legs and arms of the people in their communities. But get involved. Emergency management, disaster response, and all these things start from the lowest level. It starts from the household. Well, everyone, that concludes our special edition of In the News for tonight, that being February the 2nd, 2016. A special thanks to Dr. Michael Brown for joining us, talking about Flint, Michigan, and more. We're going to keep you updated on that situation and so much more. But do stay tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio and, of course, our signature In the News segment where, again, we highlight the top global issues that matter to you. Now, if you're ever interested in us covering a national or global story of interest, uh, simply reach out to me. You can visit the website at www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com or you can join me on Twitter. The handle there is SS Thornton. The handle on Twitter is SS Thornton. Stay with us. LTA Radio is on. We're in your ear. Hi, my name is Donise Myers. I'm the wellness director of Life, Sport, Work, Performance, and Fitness. Are you looking for a coach or a trainer to help you reach your fitness and wellness goals? Well, we have the perfect platform for the busy person who needs the convenience to access training and coaching 24-7. The personal attention to specifically meet your needs and your busy schedule. And of course, a buddy to hold you accountable and to keep it fun and motivated so that you just stick with it. We work with companies, organizations, community groups, and individuals to develop your wellness program. Start your first fitness challenge today for only $20 a month. Visit our website at www.lswfitness.com or call us at 678-607-5579. Again, that's www.lswfitness.com or call us at 678-607-5579. Let's get fit and stay fit. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our quote of the night where we share a quote from a historical figure. Um, The person can be deceased or still with us. Now, tonight it comes from LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, our 36th president. You know, voting is right here. We're in the midst of it with the Iowa caucus just wrapping up. And, of course, New Hampshire is next. And on the lines of voting, Lyndon B. Johnson once said, The vote is the most powerful instrument ever devised by man for breaking down injustice and destroying the terrible walls which imprison men because they are different from other men. Again, our 36th U.S. President, Lyndon B. Johnson, once said, The vote is the most powerful instrument ever devised by man for breaking down injustice and destroying the terrible walls which imprison men because they are different from one another. You know, I think that quote speaks for itself. All I'm going to tell you to do is, hey, go vote. Happy voting. I encourage you to express your voice, whatever that may be. Because remember, Let's Talk America Radio is a universal family show. We're literally for everyone, okay? We deliver quality journalism, quality digital journalism. That matters. All right. Well, everyone, up next, we have Dr. Frida Bumbaum. She's talking about Bill Cosby. We're talking about those allegations. We're even talking about the victims. Hey, there's been some time that's lapsed with some of those victims. Does that matter? Dr. Frida Bumbaum takes that on and so much more. Stick with Let's Talk America Radio. We're live this Tuesday night. 
national partners and sponsors of your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton, would like to congratulate on-air talent Shana Thornton for being named among the top 14 under 40 years old for the state of Georgia by the acclaimed Southern Journal magazine. Shana's journalistic work continues to inform the various communities everywhere. Keep up the meaningful work. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on a very serious topic, and one that has been in the news a lot lately because of a very famous acclaimed comedian and entertainer by the name of Bill Cosby has brought this conversation back up, and you know we offer real talk for real people. Now, I'm no expert on this, but right now I have with me the acclaimed research psychologist and a friend of Let's Talk America, this show. I have the one and only Dr. Frida Birnbaum. She's back on. Uh, She's been on talking about other subjects that were timely and that affects our society, but tonight, again, we're putting the focus focus on a a huge concept, one that continues to impact people everywhere, regardless of gender, regardless of background or income. And again, I'm talking about sexual assault. Welcome back to Let's Talk America Radio. Dr. Frida, how are you doing? My pleasure. It's always fun to be on your show. Thank you so much. Now, you know, we're putting the focus on a subject um, that is a harsh reality. And and before we dive into the Bill Cosby situation more, um, I want to first talk in general about sexual assault. Now, is it just something that a man or a woman, because I want to you know, make that sure they're perpetrators that are both genders, is it something that's just bodily, Dr. Frida, or it can be mental and emotional too? When we talk about post-traumatic stress, that could stay with you the rest of your life. After all, your body was violated. Without your consent, no one has the uh, choice. Nobody has the uh, opportunity or the the uh, ability to do anything that could violate your privacy and your rights. So we have to look at this realistically. We have to be able to tell the younger generations that their bodies are sacred. And no matter what happens, nothing is a coincidence. Uh, We're talking about this extreme. We're talking about rape. Uh, We're talking about someone just taking and and giving them a kiss on the lips. Whatever that is, uh, they have the privacy that their body is their own, and nobody has the right to do anything unless they consent. So this is a very strong message. And as you know, this man, uh, he raped them, and he uh, was somebody who was a somnophiliac, which is somebody who likes to have sex with somebody who's sleeping or not really in touch with what's going on. So there's more to it uh, than just having sex without consent. Yes. You know, before we dive more into uh, the comedian Bill Cosby situation, uh, first, when we talk about sexual assault, now we have listeners of uh, both genders, every generation listening right now. Um, But be very clear with us, because obviously you're an expert on it, we're not. Who does this affect? Is it just women or young women? Who, Who can be victims and survivors of sexual assault? Anybody. Anybody who is assaulted, anybody who is physically abused sexually without giving consent has a part in this situation and is victimized because of this. It doesn't matter what age. 
age you are. It doesn't matter what sex you are, but the problem here is that emotionally, the question you ask is very important. The scars are there forever. Okay. And what I'm doing is I'm offering my service to these women on Skype that I will give them therapy for post-traumatic stress disorder, and I'm going oh, wow. to be going on television and offering this to them. Okay. Wow. You know, and it's so important, the healing process. I ask that question because, you know, obviously you just said to us so well that men, women, anybody, kids, but, and we're going to dive, of course, into the Cosby case. I know we've got listeners right now who tuned in specifically for that, but let's talk about men that are victims and survivors of sexual assault. And I know from what I've read and when I've spoken to other people, when I've covered this for the news program, that they say men are not as apt to seek help or admit it even happened. Is that true, Dr. Frieda? Well, you know, emotionally, the men are supposed to be the masculine ones, the powerful ones. They're supposed to be in charge. Uh, and sex itself, often, uh, the man is the aggressor. So this takes them to a whole new place. Okay. And there is shame involved with that because their masculinity is threatened. And so they keep that quiet. So they suffer just as much. We don't hear about it. Yes. And it doesn't often uh, happen as much, but still. It's a, an emotional and physical abuse uh, by someone else who's a perpetrator who is taking a liberty with your body to do whatever they want. And it's something that needs to be looked at and called attention to because it's continuing to go on. We have a woman president whose husband lied and cheated, and she needs him for her a presidency to be elected, and she's using him for that reason. That's horrible, too. I think we spoke about it. What kind of image is she giving to younger women? Look away. So this is prevalent. This is going on around us uh, with people we don't even know about. Okay. But the younger generation needs to hear that it's something that they need to speak out about. Okay. Um, otherwise, it'll continue to happen in silence. Let's talk about speaking out. Of course, Bill Cosby has been in the news a lot in the last six and seven months. Of course, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that the award-winning entertainer and comedian who, um, of course, on the Bill Cosby show played uh, Cliff Huxtable. He's known for that and other roles. But um, I think for a lot of generations, millenniums, Generation Xers, even baby boomers, that comes to mind. He has been accused, um, if I'm correct, I think by nearly 50 women of rape, of sexual assault, of fondling of some sort, um, with the common claim that he would slip uh, drugs on them of some sort that would put them to sleep, that would knock them out cold, and then afterwards the claim is that he um, sexually assaulted them. I, I want to go there, Dr. Frida, because this is so timely. Um, if people believe the victims or the alleged victims or not, I think this is an important conversation because there are people saying she's lying. That's not true. They're coming after him because he's famous. They're coming after him because he's Bill Cosby. You know, I have to ask this. I wasn't there on any of those occasions. But there are a lot of people asking this question. Why are there women and men attacking the alleged victims? You know, it's, uh, it's something that, as a society, uh, we're not comfortable with this. 
And we still are involved with power. We're talking about Bill Cosby, Huxtable. Uh, we wanted to see this family thrive. Uh, a black family, that of African American family, that we didn't see on television. Successful. Okay. Uh, a wonderful role model. This is just not somebody. This is somebody who represented all our values, everything we were looking for, and we really fell hard when we heard that this is not the man we thought he was. Of course, he was an actor, but you know his wife. Was That's what I was going to say, Doctor Frieda. But he's acting. He's acting, but his wife was portrayed in this uh, family uh, as his wife. You know, her character traits were anyway. So here we ha have this man who has all these honors, this prestige that uh, he's given all over the world, uh, and he did something like this, and we're having difficulty separating it, okay. and we're having difficulty letting go of the family values that he gave us, and that's what's so hard about this. And so, and you believe that's one reason why even women and men, I, I want to stress that because it's not just uh, some men, and, and obviously not everyone, and I'm not even going to say the overwhelmingly majority, but looking at social media, uh, looking at interviews of, of different people in society, even some celebrities in the beginning initially defended him. That has since uh, winged away some as more has come to light. But you still have people, men and women, that continue to do, uh, I, I'm not even going to say defend him, they seem to me to be attacking the alleged victims. You know, of, of, for instance, I'll give you one example that I've, I've seen um, uh, quite a bit on social media. Um, why did they wait 25 and 30 years to come out on this elderly man now who's in bad health? These are the claims that are, are being put out there on social media. Uh, what's your take on that? Absolutely. Well, these women would be uh, further assaulted by society, uh, they would be questioned, they would be vulnerable, uh, they would have to defend themselves, and that, therefore, they didn't want to have to be put on the spot of what happened to them at the time. And maybe they did flirt, and maybe they did go to his house or okay. apartment, and maybe they did have a drink. It didn't mean they wanted to be raped. That's right, There's okay. A huge difference okay. here. So they didn't want to be exposed that way. Uh, after all, he was extremely powerful. He could give them a career that they never could get otherwise. Okay. And they took that opportunity. So they didn't want to be seen in a negative way. Okay. You know, I also want to touch on something because we have individuals of different generations. And, and Dr. Frieda, if I'm correct, you're, you're a baby boomer. Am I right in that? Exactly. Okay, and, and my parents are obviously too. And when I, I talk to my parents, and my father shares so many uh, historical stories to me, and when I've read the books and I've looked at documentaries and even looked at uh, some of the families and how things were portrayed, even in the, uh, the 50s and the 60s and even early and mid-70s, I mean, even in the 80s, you know, it, it's clear to me, Okay, and again, I wasn't there when these things, ha these alleged incidents happened with Bill Cosby. But it clearly seems that women were not regarded in the sense they are today uh, overall in America. And if a woman even uh, accused anybody of, of rape, be it someone slipped something on them, a uh, brain Lou or uh, a Mickey, or if they were just brutally raped without any drugs being used, that it wasn't always as simple as people think to say, well, I'm just going to go tell the police and they're going to put him away forever and it's that simple. It's not quite like that, and it especially wasn't 35 years ago. Right, Dr. Frieda? Am I right in that? Absolutely. It takes years of your life away by having to test the 
clarify by having your history looked at thoroughly and for you to be questioned about your credibility and even take your family and put that into the mix. And what if you're married and what if you have children? Okay. Do you want to go there? Do you want them to know about this thing that you're ashamed of? And there's a lot of shame and guilt involved as well. So we're talking about a situation where they would be further abused and this would be extremely painful by this man who is a psychopath, who's somebody who does not have the ability to have a normal behavior. He has sex addiction. He has all these things, but they would be the ones that would be put out there in the courtroom. They would be looked at. He would have the best attorneys, of course. Okay. And would they really have a chance? So just saying what happened does not give you an opportunity not to have repercussions. Mm -hmm. And what will he do to them? And how will he go after them? Will their careers be destroyed? Will their family be torn apart by mm -hmm. this? Uh, the consequences often seem too high to reveal any truth. You know, as you know, uh, there is a pending case in Pennsylvania now with a former Temple University employee who um, is saying that he um, slipped a drug on her. I'm not sure which uh, one. I know there's been some what he preferred in the past with other women. But a drug on her, she woke up, she had been founded of some sort. You know, they also, um, in a word, subpoenaed his wife to testify. And many people say, well, I thought your spouse couldn't testify against you. But I think a lot of people don't realize that his wife, at one point, uh, either way, acted as his manager, his publicist. So they, they're getting her on that end to come testify. But the deeper question I had is, do family members and friends, have a responsibility to do anything about it. And, and I say this because, again, I, I want to point out I'm being objective with this subject in this segment. Now, we have Dr. Frieda Birnbaum on. She's giving her a professional perspective as a celebrated, acclaimed psychologist. But, look, I have to say, if this is true about Bill Cosby or any other man or woman, and their spouse knows, their partner knows, who they're dating or the, the best friend knows, do they have a responsibility, Dr. Frieda, to do something about it, to say you need help or to call the police, or that's nothing that's legally binding they have to do? We have to look at the victim. We have to look at how functioning this person is. This person may be crying out for help, and we have to realize what's going on. And sometimes when you're in such emotional pain, such a state, it does not hurt for someone to go out and say, you know what, I'll make sure I will protect you. I'll make sure you're okay because you're in it alone. Everyone is looking to you to get the answers, and that could be extremely difficult when you're already going in a place of pain, when you're already trying to heal. To open up new wounds is starting all over again, okay. and it's a very difficult process. So, yes, the answer to your question, it's fine. If you're seeing someone who's going through such trauma and needs support and needs guidance and help and cannot do it on their own, by all means, take charge. You know, I, I, I don't want, again, to make a lot of assumptions, but I would imagine that the comedian Bill Cosby had associates, if you will. I, I can't say how many friends he had, but it's clear he had associates and people that knew him and other huge names in the Hollywood industry. Now, I, I, and if it's true 
if one or all 50 allegations are true, wouldn't it be logical, when you tell me this now, and I, I wasn't even around in the 60s, but wouldn't it be logical to think, hey, one of those other actors, one of his fellow actors in the studio or on the set had to have some kind of clue or heard the rumors about him? Because I've even heard now there are people saying, well, there were rumors of, of how he was and, and what sort of things and the different women he dealt with. I mean, is, is, if those are just rumors or things coming out, I mean, should they have done something about it? Or if they say, hey, well, that's how he is, hey, that's how he operates. You know, this was a group mentality. It's not that they didn't know about it. Of course they knew about yes. it. But they had a mindset of supporting one another. And that's where the commitment lay. It wasn't anything further than that. Okay. So you're absolutely right. If anyone did go against Cosby, they would be going against a whole crew of people. I see. His friends, uh, celebrities, uh, the best attorneys, all of these people were supporting one another. And who knows what uh, any of his friends did. Uh, did they also uh, drop drugs into these drinks? Okay. That's what his jokes were about. That's what he said, yeah. that they were all doing that. So yeah. it wouldn't be a surprise if it wasn't happening. Okay. It's just that Cosby is a name, and it's coming out, and there was fear about it. So I don't know if his friends got paid off, uh, paid somebody off not to say anything, but this was something that was going on that was rampant, that he thought it was funny, that wow. he was supported by it, and his friends thought it was funny. So it's very obvious that this was not a negative situation in his mind or the people that he hung out with in their minds as well. You know, it seems like the worlds conflict because there are many people that say, well, it's Dr. Huxtable, and he, he was a, a great guy, and he set examples not just for America, but in particular, you're right, African-American families in a time period in the 80s where you didn't see a lot of positive examples of black families. Uh, but when we say he was a nice guy and he, and he played an LBGYN and he was great, but then I'm starting to hear that people said, like what you just said so well, he did stand up where it was glorified and even joked about that he would slip pills or drugs onto women. I mean, how do we have it wrong that one generation is saying, hey, he's the guy and the dad next door and he did such great work, and then you're having other people saying, but look at his jokes. But you know, it's so true. We're having difficulty with this. Here he gave millions yes, uh, to his community. Yes. Uh, he was supportive. I uh, helped people with their careers. Uh, he was somebody who did have wonderful values. He was a wonderful father uh, to his children. So we're looking at a man that did something that's out of character that doesn't define who he is completely. And that's where the disconnect is. But we do have to look at the situation because here is an illness. There's sex addiction involved. Okay. He's a sociopath, which means his, he's egocentric. Uh, he's a narcissist. Uh, and, you know, these sociopaths paths often don't know that they're doing something wrong. Okay. They don't have the ability to comprehend that. So he can talk himself into feeling that these women wanted it and believe it. Okay. So this, we're talking about several different viewpoints. 
to what was really going on. He feels justified that he helped his community. He feels justified that he's a wonderful father okay. and that these women deserve it because they asked for it. And he believes what he's saying. Wow. You know, speaking of him being a, a wonderful father and in what we deem to be the case or the reality that we think, you know, I want to talk about kids or youth right now. Uh, there are so many parents and guardians on the line right now listening to your voice, Dr. Frida, and listening to me, and maybe they've already made their mind up. Maybe some are saying, you know what, I don't believe all 50 are making this up. Uh, maybe they're saying, well, they're just kind of picking on uh, this this elderly gentleman, and they're, they're changing his name, and, and they're both sides of the aisle. Uh, people have the right to believe what they want, um, but I think this lasting point of yours should unite this conversation and this is why it's important to have this conversation with our youth our girls our boys when they see what we write on instagram about this situation with bill cosby or facebook or they hear us talking with our sisters or our friends about it or our spouses and partners and if we're saying well they're making that up when that couldn't be true um how important it's rhetoric, the conversation, the words coming out of our mouth when it comes to what are girls and boys, because they both can be victims, let me say that. And, and, and truly, I hope no kid or no woman or man is ever a victim, but we know we live in the real world, and it will happen to a certain degree. I hope it's a small degree, but it will happen, Dr. Frida. How should we proceed when we are talking about these things, and even if we think she is asleep, our 10-year-old girl, is still listening to how we're responding to someone automatically saying right or wrong without even knowing all the facts or knowing Bill Cosby or any of those victims, automatically saying that's a lie. There is nothing wrong with being overcautious. There's nothing wrong with not trusting your instincts because that's what's going to get you by in life. When you have confidence, when you have your own direction, and I'm talking to the young women today. If you have a place for your own independence, you don't have to look to anybody to do anything for you. Then you don't have to get into a situation that's going to be bad for you because no one will do anything to you unless you let it happen. So the way to do that is to look around you. Who are you with? Where are you going? You're only as good as your friends. What are your friends doing? Who are their friends? That makes you who you are today. So you have to really be focused on what's important to you. If your education is important to you, if some kind of creative pursuit is important to you, yeah. um, if going out there and making the right kind of friends and social media and getting information out to other people is important to you. All that is wonderful. But when it comes to human relationships, there are all kinds of people out there, and not, not everyone is mentally stable. Okay. And so when you're looking at that, you have to really go back to yourself and make sure that you don't put yourself in a vulnerable position, which means alcohol, drugs, any kind of smoking, anything that's going to take you away from your natural state of apprehension. And when you do that, I'm talking to the, all these young people out there, male and female, okay. you will be fine. Okay. You know, and if it happens, and of course I don't want it to, I know you don't, but if it happens, as a mother, you're a mom, 
and, and you get it. And you're a psychologist, so you really get it because you've spoken with people, you've listened to people who things have happened to unfortunate incidents in life. What kind of listening ear, as a parent, as a guardian, as a citizen of this world, should we be giving? When someone is talking to anyone, they have to hear what they're saying. Okay. If someone is asking for help, or if someone is in some kind of an emotional pain, you need to take that seriously. Okay. You need to act on it for the other person, because as I said before, sometimes people have a fear inside them, and they can't do it themselves. So this is the direction we need to go. We need to protect each other. We need to be able to follow through on what we see and act on it. And as I said, have a voice so other people can say, you know what, nothing horrible will happen to me if I also have a voice. Okay, wow. This is very, very important for people to know yeah. that the fear factor is what keeps them in a bad place That's right. where they could, they're going to have to have this trauma. And sometimes depression sets in, okay. guilt sets in, and medication okay. is necessary yeah. for this as well. Oh. I know there can be healing with it. Um, before you leave us, um, we talked about the problem of sexual assault. As you so eloquently said, it can happen literally to anyone. And you gave some great advice that to our young people in particular, uh, you know, try to make wise, safe decisions. Um, either way, it's never the victim or survivor's fault. Um, but, you know, tell us, too, um, right now, the healing process. I know we may have listeners out there, uh, a woman, a man, a, a teenager, who has already experienced it, Dr. Frida. And maybe they're not quite where they need to be. Um, they've maybe not gotten the professional help or intervention they need. Maybe there's some denial issues. Maybe there's some confusion. I, 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 I can imagine that has to come with that process. But reassure them they can be healed, right? They can live a normal, healthy life, correct? Absolutely. First of all, if anyone touches you in a way that makes you uncomfortable, then that is inappropriate. Okay. So right away, before anything happens, you should trust yourself, no matter what that person does. If it looks like it's nothing and you feel uncomfortable, yes. then it is something. The other thing is, as women are more empowered and men are working for them, things can happen where they can feel justified to take advantage of the men that are working for them. Oh, wow. And we're talking about situations that are also social, where women feel that they can get what they want by being sexually attracted or actually having intimacy with someone, and this person could feel also sexually abused. So you are 100% right. It could go back and forth between the sexes. It doesn't mean that it's only female. But the situation is that men need to be able to address the fact okay. that they are also in a powerless situation, that it doesn't take away their masculinity yeah. for speaking up, and it will help for them to see that they didn't do anything wrong as well. So it's the same thing with going in a round circle, a vicious circle, that when people are feeling that they may be guilty or they may be investigated or they may have done something that instigated it, and they have to second-guess themselves, well, they're putting themselves deeper and deeper into a hole. And you have to be strong and brave enough to say, you know what, 
this is not right for me. I need to go on with my life. And the only way you can go on with your life is if you speak up and do not be afraid of any investigations because nothing will come out that will make you look bad okay. unless you keep silence because mm. then that will really put you in a place where you will be torturing yourself over and over okay. and over. And wow. Yourself. And if you need help, there clearly there are services, there's help out there. You have psychologists like Dr. Freed and others, right, who are willing to help in the process of healing. You have to be strong in order to heal. Okay. You have to be very strong. Wow. It's a tough road, but it can be accomplished. Dr. Freed, I know you that you have a long list of accomplishments and achievements, um, but I know you shared with us when you were on before that you have a new book that will be out soon. Is that right? Yes, it is, and uh, I have news for your younger listeners. Yes. Uh, the book is about Life Begins at 60 because at that age, I became a media personality. I awesome. saw the huge audiences. I speak uh, on radio around the country. Yes. I'm uh, uh, writing another book now, interviewing successful women, wow. uh, celebrities, and in their, going into their homes, and this is just... We just started Ooh. now a pilot, yes, yeah, so that's going to be exciting too. So guess what, you know, it's, uh, we're talking about victimization, and the only way you can get away from victimization is to fight back. And your whole life you have to fight. You have to fight for your needs. You have to be able to see what it is is right and not let anyone else tell you that you are somebody that should be different than who you are. Yeah. When you do that in every area of your life, no matter what it is, you can always get to where you want to without being crippled by somebody else. Wow. Powerful information. Where's your website if any of our national and international listeners want to connect? DrFrida.com. Easy to remember. DrFrida.com. Uh, thank you for being on. You know, we'll have you back on plenty of times in 2016, but thanks for helping us put the spotlight on sexual assault. It is a very serious situation. Again, listeners, yes. if, you, uh, if you're defending Bill Cosby, if you think he's guilty, but the, either way, this conversation is about putting reality on the table and trying to prevent as much of it as possible, and we have to start with awareness, and we're so Absolutely. happy. If you're uncomfortable, then there's something uncomfortable going Going on. Oh. Don't question it. Oh. Absolutely. Great. Be well. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Freeman. Bye bye. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7:30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thorpe. This is such an awesome show. If you're not award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. Of course, it is Tuesday night, and you already know that we are putting the spotlight on Bill Cosby. That has been a top trending news topic for a few months now, and we're trying to dig into it a little more. Of course, he uh, has been a figure in the entertainment industry for several decades, crossing several generations. Right now, I have on with me, uh, she's a very popular commentator. She's been on before. She is a go-to woman for so many trending news topics. It's the one and only media personality, Lisa Durden. Hello, Lisa. Welcome back to Let's Talk America Radio. 
You know, we always enjoy having you on, bringing your perspective to the timely topics. Now, let's go right into it. Uh, you know, just as well as I do, and many of our national and international listeners, the allegations that are up against Bill Cosby, and one will actually, looks like, play itself out in recent court in Pennsylvania with a former employee of Temple University. But first and foremost, uh, let's go beyond that one court case, Lisa. The allegations, I believe right now, is something close to 50 different women um, have placed allegations over uh, a span of decades on him. What does this uh, this whole thing, this whole scenario, what do these allegations mean for the legacy and the reputation of Bill Cosby, the entertainer? Well, I'm tired of black people talking about this man's legacy um, and his reputation and it's going to be spoiled and we're going to spoil it. You your own reputation and you screwed up your own legacy by becoming a serial rapist. I'm an African-American woman and you can call me a black woman. Okay. I'm about to lose my black card because they're going to revoke it because I don't just jump on the bandwagon of something because the person looks at me. Okay. I'm not going to say that there are no hangers on in this rape situation. Maybe there are two. Okay. I do not think all the women Number one, came out now. They, lots of them came out before now, but they got squashed. The cases didn't have enough evidence. And, okay. You know, they, they settled out of court. And now the resurgence of this, maybe they are going to see him on. But I don't care if there's one real rape victim. You rape one woman, you rape too many. Wow. Why are African-Americans running around worrying about this man's reputation when he himself didn't worry about his reputation? Are we so desperate? that there are no other decent black people who've given money to black colleges and who've done other things that we're going to hold on to a rapist as a legacy? Lisa, you bring up a point, um, and of course it's Tuesday night. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. I'm talking to a pop culture commentator, a media personality, Lisa Durden. Lisa, of course, we're putting the spotlight on Bill Cosby. As you know, there are some African Americans, not all, obviously, but some who have come out defending him strongly, even some celebrities initially. If I recall, uh, vocalist, acclaimed, award-winning vocalist Jill Scott um, came out lashing out against the uh, – the accusers, if you will, Felicia Rashad, in a way, I think she kind of backtracked a little later, um, but came out and said it was, if you will, a conspiracy. I'm paraphrasing her, but she told ABC News outlet it was a conspiracy, and 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 these were all lies. Well, and and those are women, and I'm sure there are Caucasians who believe that he's innocent. Also, I want to make that clear. Um, but why do you think there are? Um, it seems to be the voice of some African Americans out on social media um, that are saying it's. it's saying this is a conspiracy, these are these are lies against a very highly respected man of color. I think it's bigger than those individuals. It goes to rape culture in this country. Rape culture in this country is still in 2016 a disaster. Every time any woman says she's been raped, or a child says their father raped them, or some boys say the priest raped them, okay. it means that the rape, the rape now the perpetrator. I see. You decide to be, we, we all jump in the bandwagon and decide to feel sorry for the rapist. And we're doing something to the rapist. This is just we're victimizing the rapist by exposing the rapist. So it's beyond just a black thing and okay. no conspiracy. It's rape culture in general. And then under the, the umbrella of rape culture comes these other little, little small elements like, you know, in the, in the, 
my own brother. Okay. I don't know what you did, and I grew up with my brother. I, see. I don't know what you do. I don't follow you every day. Okay. I don't know. Okay, so you're saying across the board, your thoughts on Bill Cosby would even apply to people you love and knew. Absolutely, absolutely. Lisa, let me ask you this, and I asked our previous guest this, the psychologist, and it's a fair question to you also. The fact that for some of these women, not all, but for some of them, it happened 40, 35 years ago, a lifetime ago. And you know there are those, those critics out there um, in social media, even on on traditional media outlets, saying, well, if it happened, why is she bringing this up 35 years later? In your opinion, does it matter if she reported it today or 50 years later? Well, I have the answer for that. This is the answer. The way we're treating them now is the reason why they didn't do it 35 years ago. If we're treating them this way in 2016, and we're supposedly evolved, and we still treat rape victims like the the, um, perpetrator, or like they've harmed someone, imagine 35 years of how they would have been treated. And And furthermore, all of the rape victims didn't just start spilling out 35 years later. Many of them actually reported the situation at the time it happened, yes. but they settled out of court, some of them. Yes, they did. Some of them, um, uh, there was not enough evidence for them to prosecute Cosby, so of course it wasn't because it's rape. It's, it's hard to prove rape, and that's what happened to a large quantity of them. Not all 50 did it, but not all 50 just spilled out 35 years later. That's not a fact. Okay. But of course for the ones who didn't tell, we all know the fact is most rape victims ain't never tell. So let's talk about how many people who are rapists who okay. never go to jail, wow. who are never found out. So let's talk about that yes, now. Yes. And of the ones who do tell, the fact of the matter is most people who tell are telling the truth. Okay. And even when the ones, the few who do come out and finally tell, and they know what they're going to face, the rapist is still not found guilty because it's very difficult to prove rape, especially rape of someone you know, a date rape kind of situation, or your yeah. uncle or the teacher or the coach. It's very difficult. Uh, let me, this let, is why it happens. Let me ask you this, Lisa. The fact that um, you know uh, many of the women that have accused him um, said that they were out with him, and, and I guess it seemed to be some sort of arrangement of intimacy. It was a date, or he, they were hanging out with him. Uh, of course, everyone knows Bill Cosby has been married for several, several, several decades and more. Um, they, some of the attacks of the women I have seen out on social media seems to suggest or strongly insinuate that, well, hey, she was dating and going with this married man as if that's a reason not to believe the accuser. What are your thoughts on that? This is the, this is the thing about rape culture. They, they try to pull it off to find any reason why okay. the, the rape victim is the perpetrator. Okay. If I go, first of all, let's be real here. You're mixing apples and oranges. You're mixing infidelity okay. with crime. Okay. There's no crime if I sleep with a married man. Okay. It might not be morally nice. It may not be ethically cool. Okay. But there's no crime for him. Yes. Me and vice versa. Okay. There is no crime if I'm at the Playboy Mansion and we're doing debauchery in there, which of course they've said that too. <laughs> there's only a crime when at any point I have not consented to sex. You can get raped by your husband. I can 
take place looking like in 2016. Uh, do you think there's a possibility he's going to be found guilty or convicted? Well, we, you are 
listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We have commentator Lisa Durden on. We always enjoy having Lisa on. Lisa offers her perspective to things on the various topics. Lisa, before you leave us, uh, we have to touch on the Oscars. You know the hashtag, Oscars So White. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Jada Pinkett and Spike Lee seem to be uh, independently leading uh, a movement to boycott the Oscars. There's been a little um, kickback, if you will, or if uh, a little kickback from people that I've seen in social media saying, hey, Jada and Spike Lee, uh, you know, the Oscars isn't really that important to us. It may be to the world of Hollywood. What's your take on that? Well, you know, I, I love when people try to say, well, you know, we have bigger fish to fry because we have black folk being killed in the streets and we have young black men being killed. And that's what they're saying. That's right. Some so, people. You know, black people crack me up. You know, we have a myriad of problems in life. We're not trying to compare this problem to a Tamir Rice case. We're not trying to compare this problem to what happened in Ferguson. We're saying this is another one of those issues that we cannot allow to go forward because it becomes a big issue. So why is it that we can't discuss all of our issues at the time we need to do that? So let's not try to weigh one against the other. Please, black folks, stop doing that. It's ridiculous. This is a major issue. It's not just about the physical act of the Oscar ceremony. It's the bigger um, issue of... But Lisa, let's... let's, In Hollywood. But let's go here. Now and and I heard um, another actress. I heard uh, Monique, the uh, Oscar award-winning Monique herself, funny, uh, funny comedian. Uh, I was listening to a local station out of Atlanta, and she was on. And I'm paraphrasing her, um, but she's echoed what I think a lot of people, uh, not all, but a lot of people have felt. They're saying, well, the Oscars has been around. The Oscar uh, or the Academy Awards, the Academy, if you will, has been around for uh, almost 90 years. And she said, if you will, that it's, it was the same way five, ten years ago, Jada Pinkett when you were attending with your husband, and some people you know have said this, it seems that because Will Smith did not get nominated for a concussion, he was for Muhammad Ali, if I'm correct, years ago. He didn't get nominated for a concussion, then all of a sudden, hey, let's boycott. Monique called it out. There are others on Facebook, on on Twitter, who said, well, where was she years ago? I'm confused. How did her husband didn't get nominated? She wants to boycott. But did Hubert and those things. Okay. Jada Pinkett Smith is not the only person that has spoken about the Oscars. No, I agree. Maybe it's because her husband didn't get nominated. I'm not for sure what her real reason is, on, you know, behind the scenes. Okay. This is, and then it's not the first time that people called out Hollywood in general. That's right. That's true. Just recently, just recently at the Golden Globes, um, uh, the lady from um, uh, the, uh, uh, Viola Davis talked yes. about ra- uh, racism and how, in one of her lines, I love she said, the, the reason why, um, no, something about if black women has equality in Hollywood, we will be able to get certain things going. So that speech. So this is not the first and only time that when, when um, Eddie Murphy, go back to when Eddie Murphy hosted the Oscars. Okay. That years ago, he spoke on the racism. So it's not the first yes. Like, okay. About and we know Spike Lee has always been a vocal okay. uh, yes, against it. Like an Oscars or a Golden Globe, but just in Hollywood in general, yes. we look at characters and the way we look at films and the way we promote films. So this is not a new thing. Now, what made Jada come out now and not Ten years ago or five years ago, I can't get into that. But she's not the only one. Okay. We're not going to hang our hat on. She's, the, you know, she's the um, the leader of the pack. Okay. And just just That's to be point. clear, Spike Lee never said, "Hey, let's pick up the Oscars." Spike Lee said, "I'm not going to the Oscars." Okay. So oh. We're not misquoting him. Okay. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I do feel like, in essence, he's sending a message. If I'm not going, that might send a message you should not be watching and going. I see. But I do feel like I do feel like this. This is what happens. You can't be a part of Hollywood and your 
And then when they show you your blank wake-up call, you know what, what uh, the comedian used to say, your blank wake-up call with an end. Now all of a sudden you want to run back flat. So that now, a lot of times, you know, it, it, it doesn't give you good validity, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, and, and not that I agree with that, but I think that is the point that some critics of Jada Pinkett and others are saying. I think that's right. what you're saying echoed, correct? Right. It's not valid. It doesn't mean that there's not an issue here, but unfortunately, we've got to be very careful how consistent we are with a message or how consistent we are with our brand, because now when you start changing the brand, you're confusing us. So Jada is confusing a lot of people because you have a big production company. You are Hollywood. You can get stuff real in. You are powerful in Hollywood. And now you want to act like, you know, we, let's go back to black, and hey, kumbaya, let's get together. Well, you know, Jared Hubert said, you know, the one that was Aunt Viv, the first yes. Janet Hubert made it, you know, said, well, you know, well, back in the day when we were trying to all come together, kumbaya, your husband said, you take care of your, your situation, I take care of mine, I'm going to go my way, separately, you go for Okay. Seems to be a conflict there. Seems to be a little bit of, if what she's saying is true, seems to be uh, conflicting messages. There's a little bit of contradiction going on based on what you're doing and what you're saying, right? Yes. And she raised a good issue. She said, well, you know, you have a big production company. I don't see you giving a lot of black actresses and actors a chance. You're unfair. This is what Janet Hubert said. She said, because when you do films, you do them for your friends and family, and you make them for them. You don't give new Af- African-American actors and actresses a chance. So why would you tell them not to go to the Oscars when you know they're going to get blacklisted, which I do agree with that part portion of it. So I think both sides have very good points. Okay. However, we're trying to go bigger than just the physical Oscars and stuff. So for those who are listening and watching, you know, all the media listening to this, this show tonight, yes. um, you need to make a decision based on what you feel is going to help going forward. Okay. Not hanging your head on one person in one, yes. uh, you know, Oscar ceremony, which is the 88th one. However, Chris Rock, is, he ripped up his whole monologue, and he started fresh. I now have to watch his monologue. Wow. And that's why Chris Rock, from my understanding, is refusing to step down, even though he has been called out by several African-American entertainers to step down. Right, Lisa? Right. No, and my thing is, again, I, people say, it's money. Chris Rock doesn't need the $200,000 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he does, no. <laughs> he, he has more money than God, trust me. He doesn't want to be still from here to 25000 years from now because it's a contractual issue, not the money itself. And then furthermore, he can use that platform to set Hollywood straight. Sometimes you've got to be inside things. Okay. The thing. Yeah. Um, so since he was already on the platform, show up there and rip them. And you know what? It's going to be interesting. Hollywood is going to sit right there and let the man rip them, and he's going to be talking about them. You know who you are, and my attitude is always, if you get angry, you just tell on yourself. Wow. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'm going to say this, Lisa, that uh, if I'm paraphrasing actor, acclaimed actor, George Clooney, um, who said he certainly uh, can understand uh, the anger with it, but he was yeah. saying it's not necessarily just the Academy, it's the bigger issue in Hollywood, right? He's saying it's not just, hey, it's just the Academy, let's boycott the Oscars and everything else is great. He's saying the decisions, I know Spike Lee has echoed this too, that the decisions that are being made in the boardroom, that's where it starts. And the Academy is sort of, if you will, remnants of all of that. Right, and, and it's similar to what Whoopi Goldberg said, which is exactly that. The bottom line really happens to be in, and Whoopi said this, if you, she said, you can change the Academy all you want and diversify that all you want. If they don't have the films with black characters, a point. How they, what can they be voting on? Yeah. You need to increase the number of films okay. where you cast black characters so that they can see the variety, not black, but people of color, not just Okay, black. that's what I wanted um, to be yeah. And, and, then, yeah, and then get a variety of people of 
It has been one phenomenal show tonight. Of course, we covered the trending news topic, Bill Cosby, all that's going on with the allegations, how it impacts his legacy, everything that has to do with this topic, okay? We will keep you up to date on things because there is a a case that it will play out in the courts of Pennsylvania. So stay with us as we continue to provide quality news talk for everyone. Well, you have to join us next Tuesday night, same time.
time, same place. We have another topic coming your way and more expert and celebrity guests. Again, I can't encourage you enough to visit our easy-to-navigate, newly designed website, www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Again, easy to remember, www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. And there you're going to find us on our uh, various social media outlets. We're out there on everything from Instagram uh, to, of course, Google+. So do join us. We do follow back. I want you to know that for sure. And if you join us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, it's another way to stay connected where we keep you up to date with all of the global news that is going on. There's so much. And we try to decipher through that and, of course, spotlight uh, the issues that matter to you, the most timely ones, okay? Well, you know I love great conversation, and I love great music. And tonight I am excited to uh, present, uh, it's a debut of this gentleman's work on Let's Talk America Radio. It's the jazz musician, saxophonist, Gerard Robinson. The song is titled Love is Love. Love is Love. For all of my jazz fans out there and instrumental fans, you're going to love this track, this piece. And hey, if you think you don't love instrumental music, stay with us, listen to it, give it a try, okay? Enjoy the music. The music, again, of Gerard Robinson will take us home. If you like it, put his name in your favorite search engine and check him out for more information. Again, I'd be remiss if I did not thank all of our artists, those that are on labels and especially our independent artists. Thank you for submitting all of your music to Let's Talk America Radio. We appreciate it. We salute you. Keep doing what you are doing. And of course, we'll do our part where we will deliver quality news talk for everyone in 2016. We're already off to a great one. It's February. It's Heart Health Month. It's also Black History Month. Okay, it's a lot of things are going on in February, but I hope you have a phenomenal month altogether. Stay with us. We'll be back on next Tuesday night. LTA Radio is signing off. All right, everyone? See you next week. Let's Talk America Radio is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016.
need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. 